Welcome to ePod, a podcast from the UW-Madison's College of Engineering's Office of Interdisciplinary Professional Programs. These podcasts are focused on big ideas in engineering and the people behind them. My name is Justin Kyle Bush, and I am your host. On today's episode, Susan Ottman talks to Tony Orzachowski from Abbott Diagnostics R&D Data Analytics Organization about how he got started in data analytics and why it's important for engineers today. Take it away, Susan. Welcome, Tony. Hey, thank you, Susan. Thanks so much. And, and first off, I, I just want to thank you for allowing me to share some time with you on this. Um, this is exciting. I, I, I love this topic, and I, th- I think we'll have a good time here. Um, so I think you wanted to talk a little bit about um, our history um, and how I got started with analytics, right? Yes. Before we start, how about just telling us a little of your story? Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, I'm, I'm going to take you in a way back machine here. Um, I'm a UW-Madison graduate, um, mechanical engineering, about 37 or so years back. And in my first year, um, I was assigned into some process automation um, work that was just incredibly challenging. It was a wonderful project. Um, but, you know, that, that was, a, I think, a, a key part of my future because it really, you know, the, the, the fact that we had to automate and hold such high levels of quality um, processes that traditionally had been very manually oriented. And so, therefore, adjustments could be made by the technician to adjust for uh, perhaps changes in tensile strength of materials or other incoming raw material variations, environmental conditions. And at that time, you know, I really didn't have a background in analytics. It w- really, in the early 80s, it wasn't prevalent uh, for engineers to have that background. And, and with the challenges of this particular project, uh, I was lucky enough to have a manager who was an incredible mentor for me um, you know, throughout my career, who pointed me in the direction and said, you know, I've heard of something called these, this design of experiments. You know, Tony, take, take a look at that because maybe that could help us in this very challenging project that we have to understand you know, how we can drive you know, better quality through variance reduction, among other things. And uh, that for me, was a monumental key point in my career. I didn't realize that at that moment, but as I look back now, that's how I got myself into analytics 37 years ago, was going to my first courses on designed experiments, you know, under George Box and Conrad Fund, Soren Biscard, all from the University of Wisconsin. I, I was located down in Racine, Wisconsin, uh, and Modine Manufacturing. And that was a point where as I learned it, like things just opened up for me. I began understanding how to use analytics to um, you know, characterize the factors that actually drove the variation in my outcome responses. Um, it gave me a broader view of all this. It began to teach me about the idea of um, pattern recognition, signals and noise. Um, and all of that really you know, was, allowed me to be successful in that automation project that we had going um, and really opened the door to me becoming a master black belt over time returning to Madison for my master's in manufacturing systems engineering. Um, and then my career here at Abbott for the last 27 years leading an analytics organization. But it really all started with an engineering challenge that couldn't be solved with engineering alone. It really needed to be complemented with not just mechanistic understanding, but also empirical understanding. And that empirical understanding was all around analytics. Uh, so it's kind of an exciting start and it makes me think back of uh, some exciting times in my career. 
Yes, definitely fascinating. Let's dive a bit deeper and talk about data analytics and why it is important for engineers today. Sure, sure. Well, I, I think of three things when I, when I think of your question here. One is, you know, just for the, I'll call it the tradition, traditional engineer coming in who needs to look at data. And, you know, very traditionally engineers, you know, we're characterizing our process. We're trying to figure out again, what are the key influential factors that drive my outcomes? We're looking um, at times to optimize our outcomes, you know, to, to drive to minimum variation or maximum yield among other things. Um, often I'm also looking to understand the capability of my product or, or my, my process to meet um, out, output uh, requirements. And then finally, I'm also looking to run and design um, experiments around investigational when things aren't going quite right or I need to improve further, how I do that. All of these are you know, data-driven type of activities that when I complement again, my engineering background and supplement it with data analytics, it's a really powerful combination because I can understand very quickly how to separate signal from noise, understand how to make decisions better more rapidly and do it in a very effective way. So it's not as if analytics would replace it, but it supplements it. And that, that's path number one. You know, path number two, which is becoming more prevalent today, is where analytics becomes the product itself. Uh, I'll give you one example from my current industry, um, which is in healthcare and diagnostic testing, is where we're looking and taking multiple sources of information, demographic information about the patient, um, information about the results, test results we reproduce on your, on your blood or um, other fluids that are tested, and bringing this together um, using machine learning and other methods to actually produce a probabilistic outcome of your potential for future um, um, healthcare um, incidences. If it might be heart disease, it might be cancer or others, you know, blending these multiple data sources together, the analytics, the algorithm itself becomes the product, becomes a medical device, okay? And that's an exciting field where analytics, you take your engineering or science background, and now it becomes, again, a new product versus just a support to the engineering activities. So that's the second path. And then finally, you know, our leaders, you know, including myself, you know, you know, really are always looking to say, how do we make our best decisions under uncertainty? You know, when there's variation present, when there's uncertainty, and our decisions are not deterministic, they're probabilistic. And again, using statistics to, and using data analytics to extract out um, our best estimates of what will probably happen in the future under various outcomes. That being able to translate that and talk about risk and quantify the level of risk and probably probability is extremely powerful. So those three pathways for engineering are, are I, I think, where analytics really complements it very well. Over the last year, you and I have discussed different areas of data analytics. When you think of data through the lens of an engineer, what key areas must they have proficiency? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it links back to what we were just um, speaking of. It, it, it's signal and noise. If that's pattern recognition, if I'm doing vision systems, I'm doing acoustics, or if I'm looking for anomalies in my data, it, it's really all about recognizing patterns and recognizing relationships between input and output factors. This is what's going to allow me to be able to detect where something's different. It, it, again, if it's facial recognition, again, if, it, it, if it's looking for defects in uh, my uh, you know, chip manufacturing, wherever it might be. And, and, and that, if I go one level deeper, if I'm gonna be really good at the analytics, I also have to primarily focus on how do I design for analytics? 
what kind of experimental work will I do? If it's A-B testing, it's factorial designs, if it's randomized experimentation, but I need to, you know, as an engineer, one of the things I'd highly recommend for any engineer is, is to go into depth of understanding how to design the best experiments that can be then leveraged for analytics, either by yourself or by an analytics support team, which is what we have here um, in my company, is our engineers do both. They analyze, but they also come to a group like mine for, for very detailed type of analytics. But it all starts with really designing for those analytics effectively. And I'd highly recommend that for any engineer, if they're going down an analytics path or not. One area I'd like to explore further that I find interesting is active experimentation. Please explain the theory of active experimentation and your viewpoint on how this can accelerate design cycles. Yeah, sure. You know, active experimentation, I think that's the theme we've been talking about. I, I, I love it. I think it's the single most important skill an engineer can have, an analytics person uh, for sure, is understanding active experimentation. And I'll, I'll use the term design of experiments because I I look at the active experimentation as a, as a broad set of activities that start from understanding the business outcome or the system level outcome I'm looking for, taking it down, and then um, understanding the responses that I need to measure, being able to characterize it, look at those responses over time, look at the robustness of them, you know, how variable are there? How well does my, measure, my measurement system measure those responses, right? If I can understand that, that will give me a sense of the capability and how far I need to go to improve. That foundational piece going into the design of experiments then drives me into how do I select the factors that I may want to do active experimentation on? How boldly can I begin to separate those the levels from low to high as I try to understand their effect on the outcome that I'm looking at, the response? It, that bold experimentation, which is really there to amplify the signal you know, in, in our designed experiment approaches. Um, and then finally, the, the parts I, I begin looking at also is the, the, the level of noise that's present in my response and in my factors and strategies of how do I reduce those, those type of, uh, that type of noise in order to, again, amplify the signal to noise ratios to be able to say, yes, I can tell you that here's the key influential, influential factors. And, and if I do that and I understand the concept of which factors may confound my experiment, how to randomize it correctly. All this comes together to really provide me an experiment that tells me here's the key influential factors, but also I can begin building models for optimization and really tuning my, my end effect most, uh, most importantly. So again, that sound fun, you know, um, foundational experimental methods, I think are probably the, the most important uh, skill uh, an engineer outside their engineering domain that they can complement their current um, you know, uh, process with. Again, they complement their mechanistic understanding with empirical understanding. I find it quite interesting. I did a lot of DOE when I was a young engineer and the field has come um, quite far in the idea of getting what's the noise and understanding that noise is so important. Another area that aligns with your work is storytelling with data. Please explain this concept and how you've applied it to projects in the past. Sure, sure. Yeah, if I start with what I believe, my, my own personal view on the purpose of data analytics is really simply to obtain meaning from data, obtaining meaning from data. And, and that's the key to analytics. However, to really have an effect, that's not enough. You have to be able then to communicate that, that meaning to others, if it's your colleagues or if it's leadership. And that's where storytelling comes in because 
you know, you know, myself and over the years, I probably underappreciated storytelling in my career. And only recently, the last five to 10 years, did I really become, as, I, as I've moved up in my career, you know, understand the power and the importance of storytelling. Because at the end of the day, we want to believe that somehow the data will speak for themselves and, and, and the story will come out. And, and, and that's really, it, if you look how decisions are made by leaders, it's an emotional event. It's one that uses their experiential, their intuition. Yes, the data influences it. And that's where, again, being able to effectively um, tell a story with your data that, you know, talks about the big idea, like my unique point of view. Here's what I believe my data is telling me, but also what's at stake. That creates an emotional connection to your audience, if it's a leader or others, because they that what's at stake for them really um, causes an emotional event, which allows them to retain the information, allows it to resonate with them. Um, and it really will allow you to, again, you know, bring your compelling story forward in a way that they'll embrace. So, you know, looking at that part of it, it, it it's really critical. And, and I probably would throw one other element on, you know, if I look at, you know, leadership's role in analytics, I, I look at leadership as having the key role with data analytics. You know, it, it's not only just the, the analysis itself, the, what the analytics people will do, but if you look at it, all of the key problems that really are important to the business is are owned by leaders. If you look at, um, who owns the resources to solve these problems? Um, again, it, it, it's our leaders. The planning process that will allow us to effectively plan the right experiments with the right resources and capital and expense dollars is our leadership. And for them to have a sound grounding, you know, through storytelling and through other means to be able to understand what you're trying to convey to them, they're the ones that will control that your ability to be successful. So being able to speak to them in a, in a way that will resonate with them best is very, very important to the career of anybody who's analytics, especially as they move up, um, you know, driving, you know, broader and broader type of uh, decisions. So we like to say one of the objectives of the program is to turn data into decisions and you need to yes. articulate that. And that's really in that data storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with your, your premise there. Decisions and the actions that will follow from those. Uh, absolutely. Tony, students enrolling in the engineering data analytics programs are often career changers, moving from design or operations into a more full-time data role. Any advice for those looking for a career in data? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll probably give you two pathways here. One is for the engineer who wants to remain an engineer, still wants to be designing product, but they want to use analytics, right? Um, you know, this kind of a program, you know, at Wisconsin is an incredible benefit to them because it shows them how to complement their engineering background. Again, all the things we talked about earlier, uh, if it's algorithm development or if it's characterization, capability analysis, optimization, all those things are, are terrific. You know, the pathway that I picked, again, is I transitioned from an engineer to a data analytics uh, person, and that was a transition, right? That happened. I, I started as an engineer, you know, complemented my engineering background with analytics. And then um, as I, I saw my passion in this area, I really focused heavily completely on the analytics in support of engineers. And that's, that, that's the next step for me was transitioning to an analytics support role. And, you know, the, the beauty of that is you get to impact all products. You know, at least here, you know, our group has, is probably on any given day associated with 30 to 40 different products that are ongoing in our R&D organization. And that breadth of impact, I couldn't have, a, a, you know, if I were, uh, if I remained as an engineer. That's important to me. Um, it, you know, everybody's different, but that's important uh, uh, to be able to have that breadth of impact. 
but I will say it does take a, a level of, uh, I, I guess I would call it professional maturity, because you have to understand that you're stepping away from, I'll call it the direct contact to the product as an engineer, where you're designing the, the physical elements of it. And you're moving sometimes into a support role for the engineers to be able to help them with their analytics and drive those things forward. And you're a step further in, you know, in, in this supply chain, you're one step further back. Again, the breadth is awesome, but you have to understand that you are no longer that what you know what the engineer was, and, and you have to accept that role. And that takes some thinking. You have to really be ready for, I think, that decision. Um, one other part that I'll say is an engineer you know, who moves into an analytics role is a really valuable um, entity because they become translators. And, and uh, I've read some papers on this topic, and I, so I, I, I so enjoy that really talk about the fact that if I can have somebody in the analytics team, it, like I do today, I have both engineers and science, uh, scientists who actually develop products. When they work with their analytics with the science team or the engineering team, they have a level of fluency and credibility because they understand the engineering, they understand the challenges that, they're, that those folks are facing. They can translate the analytics into a way that that scientist or engineer can understand. And then they can actually, again, focus on the problem much more rapidly and effectively. That's an incredibly powerful role for an engineer who wants to transition to data analytics to think of themselves as an analytics expert who has an engineering background and becomes a translator uh, between those organizations. Um, and that shouldn't be underestimated, the power of that particular um, service. Before we go, is there anything else you'd like to tell prospective students listening to this podcast or others interested in learning more about engineering data analytics and its application in industry? Yeah, yeah. I, I think as you start down the road and you look at UW's program, and I think it is, UW's program is, is unique because I think it hits the right elements. It, it's not only focused, I'll call it on the technical elements of machine learning, it looks at the breadth of analytics. It, it looks at even the use of statistical methods as, as a for descriptive analytics. Um, it looks at storytelling. It looks at visualization. I think these are all really important elements. Um, and, and that will give you, a, as a generalist in analytics, a, a, just a great overview. You know, Within that program, then, I, I'd highly recommend you know, find the area that you feel the greatest passion for. That might be, again, if it's descriptive analytics, describing what's happened, building dashboard, visualizing it, finding those, um, you know, those anomalies and saying, this is where we need to focus for the future for management or others. Or if it happens to be causal analytics, to say, what, why did something happen? What, what's the causal factors? Or if it's optimization, right? All of those, each of those are very deep domains. And you know, becoming great at all of them is very, very difficult. I would say find the area that you really have a passion in one of those and go deep in it and really become great at it. Again, you can expand and move into other areas, but again, find your passion within analytics because it is such a broad, um, exciting area um, and it's not going away. It is only becoming stronger and, um, and, and more important as we move into the future with lower cost data storage, you know, greater computing power, um, you know, our sensor technology is, is lessened. Our ability to embed um, analytics in our products is growing. With all these things happening, I think the, the future for an engineer with an analytics background is just outstanding. I just, again, would just say, focus on your passion um, and that's gonna take care of itself um, as you move forward. Well, Tony, thank you so much for your time today. I find your perspective fascinating and your energy exciting and believe your passion for the field of data will really help our students. We appreciate you talking to us and informing us on some very interesting topics. Thank you. Thank you for listening to ePod. 
For more episodes, visit interpro.wis.edu slash podcast. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share 